0: Kate! Mary! You binge watch your
1: average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about
0: Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie.
1: Mary! Kate! Hello, how are you?
0: Do you like how this episode starts? I'm slightly confused as to why you're singing. <laughs> it
1: should never happen, singing basically. But I was trying to get the effect of hand claps, which is how stumpfest starts with the girls doing Miss Mary Mac. Is that?
0: Oh one that- yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Miss yeah. Mary Mac. <laughs> oh well, like you're Miss Mary and I'm Mac, so you know oh, between yeah. the two of us, yeah, we make it work. Call. We should get yeah. like a secret handshake thing
1: going but um yeah.
0: it's, it's very uh, brooklyn 99 <laughs> it would be great
1: <laughs> um but yeah i was thinking about kids hand claps the other day because i was hanging out with my little eight-year-old niece and she was telling me that miss mary mack is still very much in circulation in the schoolyard um because i feel like i can remember it from the 90s so oh, totally yeah. yeah i could totally Stop nail that finger yeah. on the
0: pulse yeah, yeah.
1: miss mary mack just
0: in the- stump fest! i love how muffin run, runs in just screaming stop first and then face plants she is the quintessential festival girl that just goes too hard too soon oh uh, <laughs> yes
1: another word for that is me actually but, <laughs> and relate muffin um so stump fest the boys are obviously very excited um
0: I feel this is the Coachella episode almost of the blue world but in a – in a small scale, <laughs> like a backyard scale. Well, there's so much going on. Um,
1: but, yeah, I was definitely thinking music festival from the early kind of promo <laughs> of it. And I do love Stripes. We've got the tunes and they come in with an esky in hand. Like they are prepared for anything. But Do you, um, do you think this is like the
0: ambition of all parents pre-play date though? It's like we'll put uh, up some tunes, the kids will just play and we can and have just fun. Just play, yeah, no, Absolutely, Plucky. Like, you know, like whenever I'm selling a playdate dream, I'm never in my brain going, all right, so half of the time will be spent busting up fights and the other half of it will be trying to get snacks in in between changing poos and, you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff. You make a good point. Perhaps we're approaching <laughs> it wrong, though.
1: Perhaps if we called all future catch-ups, just whacked a fest on the end of them.
0: Yes, yeah, stop it!
1: Obviously it hasn't worked with Instum, but, yeah. (laughs) We're having a Bluey Fest right now. I am loving Um, this fest. Is this kind of the first episode that we're seeing stereotypically girly things happen with the girls' play? What's your play? Oh, I know. Let's set up a nail salon on this stump. Yay! Has it happened before? I know it's been mums and dads. Um, Queens is probably another example of girl play.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't I think we've seen bits and bobs of it. I mean, even grannies, you could argue, is a little bit like, you know, they're not playing grandpas, they're playing grannies, yeah, <laughs> But um, yeah, but the way they sort of frame it, it sort of seems pretty gender neutral. I mean, like yeah. Well, it's very inclusive. They're very happy
1: to have anyone at the nail salon <laughs> that they set up on the second stump. Um Yeah, yeah I love how you know, sometimes you don't know how the play um, and I guess the conflict of an episode is going to roll out. It is set up very early in this as Bluey and Bandit sort of face off over whether the kids can use the second stump and when they will need to hand it back over. <laughs> and you can just see exactly where it's going. Which, oh, you can see the tension. Beautifully. <laughs>
0: That's fine, Bluey, but you've got until we've finished with this stump, okay? Okay! Because then we're going to come and do that one. Yeah. So you understand that eventually we're going to come and rip up that stump. Yes, I got it! So for the people that haven't seen this episode, um, we should probably just backtrack for a second and say that um, uh, there are two two stumps in the healer's backyard that uh Chilly has asked for bandit to remove and uncle stripe has come over lucky's dad has jumped the fence and um <laughs> it seems like Mum and aunt trixie are getting day drunk which i am all about i'm just thinking this is brilliant um but the the plan is that the guys are gonna rip out the stumps uh the kids will play and, and the
1: ladies watch us get all sweaty
0: right ladies You got it Lucky's dad!
1: (laughs) (laughs) While they're day drunk, and I also did think wear socks. So perhaps uh, they're making the most of their time. Like, you know when the baby's asleep and you're just like, right, we've got to go
0: hard. It's like playing catch-up when you get to the pub late. You're just like, go, go, go. Yeah, you just get a few cocktails in you. And to be fair, it doesn't take much as well when you've been out of the game for a while. That is so true. looking forward to that little era when when it's happening again. Yay! Yay! We see this very manly side, I think, of Uncle Stripe, Bandit, and, Lucky's like, dad coming out to play. So the, the axes are out straight away. They're trying to rip out the stump with their bare hands. Uh, even, like, Louie, <laughs> who's sort of like, Dad, do you want to come get your nails done at the salon? He's like, nah, stump. <laughs> so- it does go very primal,
1: um, <laughs> which... Is appropriate considering um, bandits and archaeologist as well. Um, I did notice, I forgot to say last week watching Dad Baby, there was some new decor on the wall including what you'd probably call like a, a hand axe, like oh. a kind of prehistoric tool because um, we know some of bandits' uh, artefacts, I guess, are displayed in the healer house. Yes. So I wonder if that was almost a nod forward to this episode when they're getting their early tools out to do this you know, kind of get in touch with their primal selves. Get in touch
0: with their <laughs> um, cave, cave dog. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. But then I think that kind of theme overlaps with the importance of community that this uh, episode then gets into. So there's a lot going on here is, um, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, awkwardly (laughs) it's an awesome episode though I mean like any uh episode that kind of seamlessly transitions between the girls playing this lovely nail salon game and then the guys ripping out tree stumps to the cheers from uh Chilean Art Tricks but then how it turns around so quickly and You know, like, bandits made it pretty clear. They're coming for the stump. I just love that moment where the girls are like, nah, we're staying. And the guys are like, chilly. And she just roars back. Oh, leave them alone. What? What?
1: They're just trying to run a small business. Go and destroy the planet
0: somewhere else um you know they're just trying to run a small business <laughs> like it's just <laughs> cold and um miff warhurst who we've, we haven't seen uh, much of her so far in season two but god i love miff warhurst um, uh, who plays art tricks and her yelling out save our stump is probably a highlight i think of the whole episode. i think um,
1: uh, early on, I think it was in Markets because she also plays Indy's mum where uh, Indy's mum says, now that's a tune. And I think yeah. we agreed back then that it was the most perfect line if <laughs> Warhurst could ever say, save our stumpies right up there as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect. Um, and, and the mums are getting so like, you know, li- the, you know, go and wreck the environment somewhere else. And then <laughs> and then he's like, you wanted me to do this. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I want to fish and- yeah, just so easily <laughs> distracted. Yeah.
1: Um, you can tell, yeah, the guys definitely are feeling like they've kind of hit this alternate reality. <laughs> but Bandit seems very equipped for it. He just immediately takes the role of almost the uh like the union the negotiator. Union- <laughs>
0: Boo! Save our stop, save. Okay, the optics on this aren't good. We can take them. No, no, back up, fellas, back up. Kids, let's calm this down. Is there anything we can do to settle this? He's
1: got, he's got the workers behind him ready to riot, like stripes like we can take him.
0: Yeah, but um, I just love it, like, the optics on this aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> <You laughs> like,
1: That's the line of this episode. Like, obviously, optics uh, very much speak to us in our communications world <laughs> yeah. um, when we're being slightly professional. It's very much almost an episode of uh, Utopia on ABC. <laughs> do
0: you, do you so, watch that one? Oh, I love Utopia. So yeah, it's like this satirical government (laughs) insightful department. Yeah. yeah. I can't watch it quite a lot of the time because (laughs) the plot lines are really close to home now that I work for the Victorian government. So Uh, it's like a behind the scenes
1: on why nothing ever gets done by government and how many (laughs) people are employed to make sure that It doesn't get done and done by Australian Comedians Working Dog um, who have done yeah so many hilarious TV things over the past few decades. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, I feel like Bandit was very much channeling one of the negotiators in that (laughs) when everyone's just gone mad around him. He's just trying to get it over the line. Okay,
0: we'll let you have the stump if you'll be our customers. You mean you do our nails? Fingers and toes. And face makeup. Oh man, the boys aren't gonna like this. But, yeah, the negotiation I feel overall goes well. Like if I was going to be offering um, comms advice, I don't think I would change much in their approach except, you know, they maybe could have negotiated slightly harder on the face makeup front. (laughs) Particularly as, like, his dad makes it very clear he does not want to be turned into a unicorn and the very next frame he's got a bloody unicorn horn on his head. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: I think that was a nod to the fact they're negotiating from a very hard position, as Bandit said, the optics, you've got to think of the optics. Um, but yeah, in that negotiation, like obviously it's bluey and bandit kind of dry, like the head-to-head. I just love Bingo's face because she's obviously knows exactly what's going on, knows that really the girls are in the wrong um, and her just her little like rolled eyes going from Bluey to Bandit, like where's he's going to go? And then as soon as, she, yeah, she just smells the blood and is with Bluey like linking yeah. arms um, as soon as she realises that they can get the <laughs> upper hand. It's just gorgeous. And then that's flipped as be- uh, Pat backs away from yeah just that the, slow, when the, the debate gets
0: I see like <laughs> so that slow sort of way. he's like yeah and, so then, and just edges out to the side of the screen it's very sitcom it's great it uh, just
1: gets so much of everyone's personalities in just <laughs> such little bits it's great
0: a life lesson that we all take away from this episode is that you shouldn't interrupt people when they're playing and adult play does look a bit different from kids play yeah I thought that was quite a nice takeaway because you know so often uh it seems like the kids run right in the healer house and this has been a time where they've had to step back and realize that adults can play too, but in a different way to kids. I mean, my idea of Playmare is to sit on a picnic blanket and talk with like a nice board of cheese. But you know, my kids don't seem to think that that's playing.
1: <laughs> well, it seems like uh, at least Chili and uh, Trixie are well across it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I think you know, can, cause Bluey is so much about the importance of play, what the kids are actually learning, the skills they're developing, you know, as well as just having the best time of their lives. Um, mm. the fact that this episode, the adults get to play and then it does hint at what the adults get out of it as well. Like, mm. like we said, you know, it's their primal. Needs to, you know, get out of the man cave and do some exercise kind of thing being met. But then also there's a really sweet moment when Bluey sort of steps back and watches, um, the dad's play like Chili tells her to. There were, Pat Uncle says Stripe, to Stripe. Yeah. Yeah. So Uncle Stripe says, um, I know, I know what you're going through, mate. And, um, obviously, even though it looks like they're just, just pulling up a stump and just just roughhousing, it's given them an opportunity to actually connect, which (sighs) doesn't happen all the time for busy parents who are kind of, you know, isolated now, but often, yeah, even without a pandemic, isolated in their own worlds. I know what you're going through.
0: Anytime you want to help. Yep, yep, right on. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, especially for guys. I think that's so important, like just having um, opportunities to come together because um- – can't speak for all men, but uh, I don't think um, many of the men I know are particularly great at picking up the phone when things aren't going great. Yeah, and um, sometimes it's just about having that opportunity to spend time together where things do rise to the surface, and then they can get that support. So um, Tim used to run a dads group for uh, parents who had a, a child with a rare genetic condition, and um, so often like he'd he'd get dads on the phone basically saying oh I don't know if it's for me and he'd be like look mate all you need to do is turn up and we give you a free palmer or whatever they were doing (laughs) that's persuasive And, and you don't actually need to talk at all and inevitably about half an hour in he'd turn around and the person that was super nervous about coming would just be yapping away to some other dad deep in conversation because they'd had that opportunity to connect. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, like, I reckon that's so on the money and, yeah, Tim is one person who's so good at doing that. But um I reckon this episode is a really good testament to why the men's shed model kind of works, yes. that you need to have a reason to bring people together, especially for blokes. Like, you can't just say, oh, come over and we'll have a DNM. and m It's got to be yeah, no. we're pulling on a stump like manly men <laughs> and –
0: um, yeah, yeah we're, it's built, we're building smart. stuff <laughs> yeah.
1: and which makes me think, um, cause it was chilly that wanted the stumps gone in the first place, whether she was actually a bit more about, oh, the guys need some oh. emotional care time rather than just needing a fish pond.
0: Well, we've never seen a fish pond in the backyard, yeah. so yeah. it's very possible that, um, that those Perhaps plans are been-
1: pandemic project. Perhaps, are uh, yeah, <laughs> they'll finally have a fish pond now. Everyone's been locked down for two months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it, love it. Um, hey, Mia, should we talk about music? Yes. Yeah. yeah, where does it take you? Well, um, I'm glad I didn't have um, PTSD flashbacks because we actually studied um, Bach's Brandenburg Concertos when I was in year 11 for music history <laughs> and stuff. But number four, and this one's number three, is so... I initially it was sort of a bit like, oh, yeah, it sounds so familiar, but I don't really know it. And then um, one of our amazing listeners has put together a classical list, um, which we've spoken about previously. But if you're on Spotify, you can look up it's Bluey Classical, is it? Yes, Classical Bluey sorry, classical bluey, um, and she'd listed Brandenburg number three in G major and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, he is probably up there with Mozart as probably one of the most eminent composers ever, um, but particularly um, he was in the Baroque era, so Mozart classical Baroque, and like the architecture at the time, it's all very ornate, it's all very layered, there's a lot of like polyphonic sound and melody, which means that there's, you know, you might have one melody going over the top with a a separate melody running underneath, and it sort of really blends those sounds seamlessly. Mm Mm-hmm. Now Bach is amazing. You probably know him best from Toccata and Fugue in D minor. So that's the one that goes. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. No, no, no. You know the music. It goes do 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 do.
1: Okay, yes, that is sounding familiar.
0: Yeah, it's in every movie. It's like, yeah, it's it's very popular. So Brandenburg, not so much. Um, it's very popular in classical world, but yeah, probably mainstream movies you wouldn't really hear the Brandenburg Concertos so much. Um, but it's a, a fabulous use here because not only do they do the very lovely sort of originals part of the score for the nail salon, but then they do this like, guitar heavy um, thrash almost yeah. 80s hair vibe Loving that, yeah. Um, and when Bandit has his face makeup on too, it really is giving like <laughs> yeah, true all the like the big hair band sort of vibes from like, you know, like Poison or I don't know. They yeah, that, like, you know? I hearing Gunners, but I hear Gunners, you know, I hear Gunners <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the, the big glam rock 80s sort of vibe. I was digging it. Yeah, what Joff um, Bush can do to uh, a very staid, Baroque piece is quite amazing. I think it was awesome to have. They just they mashed it so beautifully as well. So yeah, and then we've obviously got the the little Miss Mary Mac song. At yeah. The start. Um,
1: I noticed. So it's Geoff Bush and David Barber who did this episode. I noticed they didn't uh, credit Johann Sebastian. Um, so I don't know if that's because they didn't use enough of that um, Brandenburg Concerto, or used a lot of it though. So I don't, don't know maybe they how they decide whether or not they do that. Maybe halfway through the season they started adding in the composer. Who knows? Perhaps they just it happens when they remember to do it. But um, <laughs> like this podcast, actually. <laughs> but yeah. The hand claps were a funny one because like I was obsessing over at the start, um, I've been chatting to my niece about what, what was in with hand claps and I, can't remember where I heard it as well. And I need someone who's got kids in that age group to tell me. I think I heard a hand clappy style version of Tom's Diner recently. I can't, I, I'm almost doubting myself that I might have dreamt it or something. But you know that, um, do you know Tom's Diner? at Suzanne Vega, like do, 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 do no, no. Oh, it's like so 80s. Uh, we used to like, it was our warm-up music when I did Tom gymnastics diner. when I was little. Um, it's like a sort of spoken, like, no, it's a song, but um, it's like very much beat poetry, like just the singer is describing what she's seeing in this diner and then um, it goes nowhere, but it's very, that doo doo do, doo is just so distinctive. And it oh, um yeah, I think been I know this song, yeah. It's been in lots of other kind Sorry. of. I'm Googling. I just the- by lots of uh, hip-hop songs and stuff like that. But, yeah, completely unrelated to this episode, but I need parents to come back at me and tell me if that is a thing, if their kids are clapping away to that because, um, yeah, that would just completely threw me. Like so many of those hand clap songs just go back to the dawn of kids having hands in schoolyards, I assume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah. if they're innovating and uh adapting weird eighties songs to hand claps, I want to know
0: about it. I'm just reading the lyrics to um Tom Steiner by Suzanne Vega and yeah, they're quite complicated. Like lot of <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of lines to remember. I, I, I it isn't like of- it's
1: not as though I heard the whole thing in hand clap rendition, but there was just like enough of it to go, oh, I know that song. Um oh. so yeah, weird one. My hand clap like the hand the hand clapping song from my primary school days is um you know down down baby oh down down like baby down down baby down by, down the, down roller by the roller coaster, roller coaster. and yeah. then that yeah. got i think it was probably about 2000 where nelly um adapted yeah. that into a We're song down
0: down baby <laughs> you're stupid in a
1: uh, 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 baby i yeah. love how you know those songs can make it into music but yeah if it works the other way as well that's um pretty hilarious
0: oh my god there's a flashback i'm in frostbites so back in Battle straight <laughs> right now <laughs> yes. The so dodging oh, is so all So much dancing
1: and, yeah, skorts or I don't know. What yeah. were you even wearing back then? It doesn't bear know. thinking about.
0: It really doesn't. And, uh, yeah, I think it was probably low-cut jeans and going out tops. They <laughs> were the days. <laughs> they were the days. I very
1: optimistically every weekend that lockdown has been happening, I've bought the weekend Australian um, oh, and, yeah. you know, made it through half a dozen pages and then giving up. But,
0: um, I did make I'm it through. Proud of you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: Um, the magazine the Australian is like reading a tabloid, though. Like you know, that's a big read. So.
1: <laughs> There's a lot in there. Um, but I made it to the fashion pages, which had a full page special on how to dress from the waist up for your Zoom meetings <laughs> and house party catch ups and blah blah blah. I'm like, oh no, this is jump the shark. <laughs> like no <laughs> one cares what you're wearing on that screen, like, uh, just don't – if this fashion is over, people. I'm just, it is at this house anyway. I oh. mean,
0: it's been a while since I've been at work, but I was so loving seeing inside everyone's houses um, yeah. on all the Teams meetings because, yeah, there were definitely – People who you were like, oh yeah, you would totally live in a house with like lots of dark mahogany and etched glass, and there were people who <laughs> I was like, oh, you're surprisingly Pinteresty. So yeah, right, yeah. So
1: although yeah. You, you don't see much, like yeah, my backdrop looks surprisingly Pinteresty. Um, but yeah, nah, it's it is that square. <laughs> three feet of wall and that is it. Like the rest is just I've got to hope that, you know, the kids never knock
0: my computer out of alignment and people will see the reality. Mine was a little bit similar, just had like this sort of arty travel poster in the background. And then like <laughs> if you'd scrolled down half an inch, you would have seen just like the three feet worth of rubbish just strewn around oh. the room and toys and all this sort of <sighs> stuff. What a time. What a time to be alive. But at least we are. Um, at least we have Stumpfest. We <laughs> do. And it'll, it won't be that long until we're hopefully uh, rocking our Coachella best face makeup again and And, uh, and we have to
1: now. We'll be catching up for Catch-Up Fest
0: and it's yeah. going to be so good. Freedom Fest. Oh. Yeah. Freedom Fest will be amazing. Yeah, I can already guarantee it. As long as we don't have a tree stump and we don't set up a nail salon. That was the one downside of this episode, actually. We have a tree stump in our front
1: yard and uh, the boys wanted to paint it. It is actually very hard to get that sort of vibrancy of colours when you paint oh, a that, real-to-life tree stump. They made it look so easy, too, and I'm just, just know, like, right? hey. It just
0: happened? It's
1: like that. Perhaps they were putting the nail polish on the stump. Perhaps that's why it was so bright.
0: What, with their tiny, teeny little Brush. Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah, doesn't no, sense, does does it? it? No, it really doesn't. Oh,
1: they are playing! See? It just looks a bit different for grown-ups. Okay, so finally we get to everyone's happy, the stumps are out, congratulations, the girls have found a new game, making lemonade for the workers. Yeah, what do you think happens in the final
0: uh, final laugh? Well, because um, the music cuts because they take a swig of the drink um, with this big sort of strum of the electric guitar and then they all purse their lips. And you can just imagine that the girls have made lemonade but, like, I reckon it's just lemon juice, like lemon juice and water, probably no sugar. Yeah, that that could be the problem. I'm really hoping that Chili at least got a couple of shots of something in there for them (laughs) so that they could catch up. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or perhaps that was the problem. Perhaps it was just pure vodka. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like lemon ruski style, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, want to be charging a bit more
1: I've of a – I'd be face if I tried a lemon ruski these days, I reckon. Oh so, God. yeah, oh, there's a few sorry. options there. My brain was still back in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're gonna be dancing to Nelly for the rest of the week.
0: <laughs> Don't forget Usher, 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 because you can't say his name once. <laughs> uh good days. They were good um, times. I think we have defeated it. <laughs> we have ripped this stump out and we're we having it above our it. heads like champions.
1: Absolutely. Um uh we know that now well last week obviously we did dad baby. Um I don't know if there was anything we... Missed, although I did talk about the fact that. Um, it's a bit hard because we're recording in advance.
0: So we'll probably have to do like a <laughs> yeah, massive So, Yeah.
1: Why we're not going into your lengthy correspondence about all the things we got wrong. Um, sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, when we talked about Dad Baby, I was talking about how there seems to be a few um, new baby ish themes um, oh, yes. this season. Uh, Stumpfest kind of does shoot those down because if. Chili was pregnant, she probably wouldn't be smashing him back with Trixie on the balcony. So perhaps that is the one thing that scotches uh, my hope of a new baby healer this season.
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, there's been a few conspiracy theories about this episode that i am been very glad to see shot down. Like um, someone uh, on one of the Bluey fan pages that we're members of was sort of talking about how, maybe Uncle Stripe was going through a divorce and, like, his dad was going through a divorce. And I was just like, no. Aunt Trixie's right there. Eh? <laughs> right there yeah. Eh? yeah, it seems like a, bear, a leap too far, really. <laughs> so I was like, maybe they're just having problems at work. I
1: don't know. Uh, Who knows? What problems do dogs have? Bluey seems pretty idyllic to me, so (laughs) I I do wonder. But um, another theory that is very strong on this episode is that uh, there's something going on between Chili and Pat.
0: Oh, like a bit um, of a, a mutual interest or
1: possibly. Um, because uh, what were the examples? So, in the first season, he called her Mrs. Healer oh, at least yeah, once, yeah. whereas now it's like shake it, chili. Oh, um, so they just become better friends. I would have thought well, maybe you know that is possible as well, but um leaping the fence like we said to show off his manliness um <laughs> so i don't know but yeah it does seem to be a co co-admiration more than anything else i would have said but
0: yeah i, th- I you know I, I, let's just keep that going. plot line could just yeah flourish <laughs> but i think um let's let's just lay it out there now lucky's dad aka pat for mvp for season two bluey i think you know uh, he has just stepped into this whole other level of character and we are loving it yep. yes he is the neighbor that you all wish that you had <laughs> hey just try and me. i want to show you something all right no nah, nah, not like that that's how i hit like this oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> what are you doing
1: Speaking of MVP, let's move on to mailbag because um, do you remember Nathan who way back in season one um, sent us he ranked all fifty-two episodes oh, in yes. terms of favourites and emailed us
0: about it and um, he inspired us to do our own rankings as well. Yes, um, which yeah. then the ABC, you know, let's just kind uh, of say uh, no, the uh, invitation is a great fun fun form of yes. Library, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, we enthusiastically set up a. Um, what do you call those things, a monkey, survey, survey monkey? monkey? Yeah. <laughs> Just a monkey. We set up a monkey. Um, <laughs> On our backs. Quite a few of votes. It was quite hard to kind of like everything was pretty close. Um, and then ABC did their 12 Days of Bluey, so that was the definitive 12 favourite episodes and it felt a bit pointless. But um, Nathan has been back in touch to say he's done another list. It's now up to 78 um of his favorite Bluey episodes ranked. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. Right. And it's probably what a lot of people are feeling at the moment because it, the season two, like the, it's pretty top heavy with season two. Um, he's still got camping at number one, but sleepy time is, uh, up there at number two with a bullet. Um, New episodes to make it into his top ten are also Rug Island, Flat Pack, The Show, Dad Baby, and then Stumpfest sneaks in at eleven. So Ooh. we've been talking some pretty favourite episodes these cu- past couple of weeks, actually. Yeah,
0: well, um, we've still got but- lots that we need to cover, but I kind of yeah, like Sleepy Time is the one that's been setting the internet on fire, but um, I still kind of want to hold it back maybe until oh, a bit later. Well, there's but-
1: this, I've been listening lately to a recap style of podcast that does it a minute at a time. And um,
0: have you come across these? Oh, um, I haven't, but I know Tim listens to one and I think – yeah, it's like every episode is like one minute of a movie or something. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's it. There's an Australian guy who did a series, one
1: heat minute and minute by minute of the movie Heat. Um, and we'll get a different guest on each week to break it down over half an hour for, you know, that one minute of the epi- of the movie. Right. I know that. Um, we so feel like, like could minutes. almost yeah. be what we need to do for sleepy time, like minute by minute, because there's going to be so much to pack in there. Um, and yeah, everyone would listen to that, right? Like lots of people are getting in touch wanting to hear our sleepy time take, which is very lovely. And, uh, yeah, we will not be rushed. So we will get to it eventually. <laughs> Such divas, but anyway, back to Nathan. Um, what, what a trooper effort to already have definitively worked out his, um, Top seventy eight bluey episodes because yeah, I could not even work out a top ten at the moment. Like, it's like it's choosing just, your own favorite child or something like oh, Well well, we did the top ten last season That's for e- true. each of us. But yeah, it's it's just gone beyond now. And you know, you've got nostalgia for the old ones, but the new ones are so shiny and oh, it's just
0: hard. It is very difficult because yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, I um was saying, oh God, some of these Episodes are just like, you know, it's a new level of bluey. And then actually, because they've started re airing some of the old ones mixed with the new ones. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this old one is still golden, though. It's, it's- oh, just,
1: it's impossible. Uh, we also had one other email from Nathan that I'll just tease because um, it was epic. Uh, and I think it might be the first. Taste of unpublished fanfic for Bluey. You you haven't been writing any Bluey fanfiction yet, have you, Kate?
0: No, God, no. (laughs) Have I had time to do anything? No. Fair point,
1: fair point. lately. everyone's got a bit more time on their hands, and that's what Nathan uses as his excuse. But uh, he's, yeah, had a bit of time. And yeah, he has sent us a full uh, Bluey in the Future fan fiction piece, which we're definitely going to share with you. He's given us permission to read it out, but um, I'm not going to read it all now. But Kate, you've read it. What was your take? I
0: just uh, am full of admiration for anyone that can sit and put pen to paper and go into such amazing depths of uh, bluey beyond uh, the show. And to be honest, it's what I've been waiting for. Like when we launched this podcast, as soon as we recapped camping, I was like, there's going to be a point where we get fan fiction sent to us. So part Uh of me was absolutely thrilled that this has now come to pass.
1: So, (laughs) um, I think we can wrap this up. Um, Yep. Uh you also can get in touch with us. Please check in on socials. We're at BlueyPod on Insta, at BlueyPodcast on Twitter. Uh gotta be done, the Bluey Podcast on Facebook. And of course email us like Nathan has blueypod at gmail.com. Um we're trying to get episodes out despite Kate's beautiful new baby. Um, not despite, like alongside. Uh, yeah, Kate's just doing a lot at the moment is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah. so, you know,
0: I, could, I could be in a ditch somewhere by now and, you know, we're still <laughs> just rolling these yeah, episodes the, out. So. The future is an amazing place. Um, <laughs> But no
1: ditches involved, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, if there, if you're suddenly noticing a gap in transmission of, uh, got to be done. What a perfect time to jump on your podcast provider of choice and rate and review us. That would be so lovely. Um, think of it as a new baby gift to Kate, um, and I'll just benefit as well. That would be great. Um, we will hopefully see you next week. Um, hopefully, we'll be seeing everyone for fests of all kind in no time (laughs) Uh, in the meantime uh thanks so much it's gotta be be done done. bye Bye.
0: so been up to much no oh that's very interesting hi oh hello are you here to have your nails done